2: Gearheads know that some projects need so many parts, it feels like you need a whole storage unit just to store them.
1: That's what eBay Motors' 122 million parts are for. Think of it as your virtual parts garage. They've always got the right fitment at the right prices. Use the eBay Motors app or visit ebaymotors.com. Let's ride.
0: Is it acceptable to go to Mickey D's just for a drink? (laughs) Of course it is. But good luck leaving with just a drink. It's more than a drink. It's a Mickey D's drink.
2: And right now, a small Minute Maid slushy is just one fifty nine. So all
0: you have to do is choose a flavor, like the tropical mango or strawberry watermelon, and enjoy like it's meant to be enjoyed. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.
2: Welcome to Savvy Business, life unscripted with your host, Christina Rivera, where our guests share their wisdom and valuable business tips, empowering our audience to expand their personal potential. Hey, Chad Foster, welcome to Savvy Broadcasting Life Unscripted. So grateful to have you here today. Yeah,
1: thanks for having me. Appreciate it.
2: Oh, you betcha, Chad. It's exciting because right now we talked before the interview how right now is a really difficult time for everyone in the world, not just in the United States of America. Dealing with COVID has affected everyone in every sphere, no matter who you are in some fashion. And you have taken adversity and challenges and turned it around your life to actually make, as we call it, from lemons into lemonade. And we're going to hope that uh, today our chat will inspire others to do that with their lives, that this doesn't have to be the end of it. It could actually be the beginning of something awesome. So uh, before we get started uh, going deep into that subject, share a little bit about your backstory with our audience.
1: Sure. So. Growing up, I lived a mostly normal childhood. You know, I could play sports and and drove a car, but due to a retinal condition, I actually went blind when I was in college, and I was studying at university, and it was a, a really difficult time for me, you know, in college, having to relearn how to learn and figuring out what I wanted to do with the rest of my life, but I'm actually happier, and I'm more successful now than I was back when I could see. Mm-hmm. And I uh, ref- I've reached my inflection point a few years back when I was at uh, at Harvard and I gave the graduation talk there. And I, I've always had people tell me that, that I was inspiring. But when I when I got up on stage and shared my story in a very intentional way, you know, it, it moved someone there in the audience to commission an opera inspired by my story. And it, oh, wow. it really moved me as well. And so that's really become my calling in life now is trying mm-hmm. to figure out how I can Reach and inspire people, so that's why I've started giving keynotes all over the world, and it's also why I'm writing a book. It's due out next next year.
2: Yeah, And share it within the book that you're writing. What's it about? How's it? You know, what's it going to talk about?
1: Yeah, so it's going to be about the lessons that I've learned and how I've learned to turn obstacles into opportunities in my life. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, it's all about the stories that we choose to tell ourselves. And we'll talk a little bit about this in, in more detail in, in this this interview, I'm sure. But yeah. You know, it's the challenges that I faced and how those translated into opportunities to learn and how each of us can can face challenges. And depending on how we choose to narrate those challenges to ourselves and the decisions Mm -hmm. we make, you know, we can have very different outcomes. So our mindset Mm
2: -hmm. becomes
1: the framework by which we either, you know, determine our success or otherwise in life. So if if we go into it with the proper mindset, our outcomes will be completely different.
2: Yeah, I could, I could totally see that. Now, I'm thinking for you, when you went through this transition, that there was probably a, a grieving um, stage, you know, that when people go through difficult challenges, they go through this grieving stage, maybe anger and, and whatever it might be, to, to go through it to get to the other side. How did that, what did that look like for you, and how did you go through that?
1: Yeah, it was rough. You know, it, for me, you know, growing up, I, I started to lose my pieces of my eyesight in fragments. Mm -hmm. Um, And then it really accelerated when I was in college. So I had started to see that, you know, it was sort of the writing on the wall, but I I always thought that maybe it it wouldn't happen to me. But then when I was in college, you know, it it really did happen. I went completely blind when I was in college. And that was a really difficult period for me because, you know, my hopes and dreams for who I wanted to be all came crashing down, you know, took to, um, for, for any of us, to be successful in life, we have to be able to visualize what success looks like mm-hmm. in our current situation. Now, none of us, and I'm sure a lot of our listeners have been asked the question when they were a child, what do you want to be when you grow up? I haven't heard anybody who's raised their hand and said, you know what, I want to be a blind guy when I grow up. <laughs> no. So oh, I had to figure out how to make blind look good, right? I mean, so it's, it was one of those things. But if you can't visualize what greatness looks like in your current situation, In your unchangeable circumstances, you don't really have much of a choice or or chance of being successful. So for me, it was moving through that that period. You mentioned, yeah, there was definitely a period of grieving and mourning and a period of anger and why me? Mm -hmm. And eventually acceptance and moving on to, all right, well, if I got to ask the question why me, then maybe I should start giving myself genuinely good answers as to why that did happen to me. Mm Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. And you mentioned something very interesting. Uh, the narratives we tell ourselves will shape what our, our reality becomes. Now, how did you transition from being in an, you know, the position where this is horrible, I'm not happy with this, the transition from I'm not happy in those stories and that grief to a new narrative that I can be successful, I can see a different life for myself. How did that transition work out for you?
1: Yeah, so it's I came to a point where I realized it was basically my tipping point when I was getting my first guide dog, and I realized that it it could be much worse off, right? There were people there who were deaf and blind, people with cognitive impairments who were blind, and I realized very quickly that my life could be much worse off than, than what it was, and so I could focus my attention on the things outside of my sphere of control, or I could focus my attention on the things inside of my sphere of control. And so by really putting my focal point on the things that I could control,
2: mm-hmm.
1: I could get very intentional about the stories that I chose to tell myself. And so, you know, the stories at first when I went blind that I was telling myself was, you know, this happened to you, Chad, because you have really bad luck, you know, and mm-hmm. this, this this sucks and it's terrible. And and all those were were kind of true stories, right? They were legitimately true stories, but then I learned that that wasn't getting me anywhere. It wasn't changing the facts of my situation, and so I started instead telling myself stories of, well, maybe Chad, just maybe, do you think this happened to you because you're one of the few people on the planet who can overcome it and use it as a tool to help other people? And then all of a sudden, I started reframing my my situation. I reframed my circumstances with an outcome that was much more positive and and gave me an opportunity to realize success in my current situation. Mm -hmm. It also gave me a a really fulfilling purpose for my future.
2: Wow, and I'm I'm guessing that when you started to reframe the story that you were telling yourself, that your outer world started to shift, did it?
1: Completely, yeah, doors started flying open for me because my mindset shifted. Mm -hmm. I started visualizing what success looks like in my situation and i started to really believe in that and so my attitude really improved and you know my my mindset determined my words my words determined my outcomes and my outcomes determined my or excuse me my actions and my actions determined my my outcomes so it it all plays together once you get your mental model right then you can have all of the strategy and planning and effort that can help you but if you don't have your mental model right to begin with that that, that your, all of your efforts and, and actions are really diluted.
2: Yeah, I could, I've could i been there, I've totally been there. With difficult situations, you, you realize you're running a circle where this negative self-talk is just going in circles and you're, you're not getting anywhere. Now, for people listening in, because it's been a difficult time for the entire world, including people here in the US, uh, getting back to somewhat normal, if you want to call it, and after COVID, people are probably telling themselves some not fun stories right now. And I'm hearing from you that really it starts with getting a handle on what are you telling yourself? What exactly are you saying? Because I think sometimes for myself included, you're not even paying attention to what you're saying to yourself.
1: Yeah. We all have that mental chatter going on in our mind. Every human that I've met has that mental chatter going on. And a lot of times, you know, it's just, it's very helpful to become aware of when we're doing that, you know, just having the, self-awareness of oh wait i do have mental chatter going on right now mm-hmm. that's the first step and then it's okay well is it is it helping me or is it hurting me is it about things that i can control or influence or is it about something that's completely outside of my control so you know it, it could be something that's totally outside of your control mm-hmm. to where that mental chatter isn't really serving any purpose other than creating angst and anxiety but if it's something that you can control but maybe it's, you know, for me, I'm a, I like to exercise. I think exercise is, is really helpful. Mm-hmm. You know, for me, it gives me the opportunity to, to build my mental discipline in the morning. It gives me an opportunity to stress my body. And it, it gives me, you know, if I'm stressing my body every day, then I'm more prepared to take on the stresses of life. So if, if I were to sit here and say that, you know, I really wish I were in better shape, you know, and, and I'm not, that's something that's completely within my sphere of control. So I can actually take that mental chatter and, and turn it to something that I can I can influence. But if it's something that's outside of my control, it's not really serving a purpose for me. So I just have to really become aware of when the chatter is taking place and is it something that's inside of my sphere of control or not.
2: Yeah, that's a really good point, uh, Chad. Earlier this week, I had a client call me and we had a not good conversation. And afterward, I was a little angry and having this negative chatter. And then I started to think to myself, listen, this is not serving me. Going in this direction is not going to serve either of us. Let me throw this out and see how we can go about this positively because, you know, we're at where we're at. Everyone's going to be, you know, maybe landlords are not going to be getting rents on time. People are not going to be going to restaurants as much. They're going to lose some income. So everyone's going to be feeling in different ways, but what can we do now within our sphere to, to change things in our, in our life?
1: Yeah. So it's a, it's a, it's a great point. You know, my situation, I used to travel a lot for work as I'm sure many of the listeners did. And I traveled about 90% of the time for work. So I was always on the road. I was always in a hotel room and you know, when I traveled a lot for work, you would probably hear me mutter under my breath. Oh, wow. I've got to you know, go to the airport again. And I was a regular at Hartsville Jackson airport here in Atlanta. And it, it got kind of old and, and I didn't really have an opportunity to, to spend time with my family like I would like. And now the situation, while it's not ideal for anyone, there are little nuggets of goodness that we can get out of it. We just have to bring our attention to it. Little silver linings of, you know what, I could spend more time with my family. And sure, it's not under the most ideal situation. I would, you know, love for us to be on a warm family vacation somewhere <laughs> on a tropical island. But this is an opportunity. It's an opportunity to reconnect. It's an opportunity to not have to travel. It's an opportunity to reflect and contemplate. Are we on the path that we want to be on with our lives? And are there other things that, you know, maybe are are more important, given the opportunity to reflect upon that? So it's just finding those silver linings in our lives because Right now, there's certain unchangeable circumstances, and that is COVID-19. It's unchangeable. It's out there, and we need to to be safe, and we need to quarantine. But there are some benefits from it, as, as hard as those are to see right now.
2: Yeah, absolutely. In fact, yeah, talking about the benefit, I had uh, two friends, one that was a speaker and teacher that was first doing the same thing you were doing. He was getting on planes and traveling everywhere. But to train with him was kind of costly because you got to rent the room, the you know all the costs that go into that. Now he switched to doing things through Zoom in the past month. And look, now people can afford it better because now... the the cost to do the teachings isn't as much. You can have more people participate in the event. So Mm -hmm. actually it it can turn out to be actually a good thing for your business. If you shift a little bit, sometimes it can actually turn out to be a bigger benefit. So yeah. Yeah yeah but you know chad this has been fascinating we i know we could talk forever and you you have so much to offer motivation and to get people out there in a positive lot where can they find out more about you get your upcoming book and maybe see you on an upcoming stage or online um anytime soon how can they do that
1: yeah i'm at chad is my website and then my twitter handle is also chad e foster instagram and facebook my name is find chad e foster and can, uh, we also have a youtube channel as well so they can they can tune in there they can also call if they want more information at 855 get chad
2: wow we don't usually get people the phone number but that's awesome that you're so readily available Wow, well, chad i have to thank you so much for your great gifts and wisdom that you offer our audience and to the world thank you so much for coming to savvy broadcasting today
1: yep thanks for having me you betcha
0: Learning is happening at any given moment around the world because of the Alzheimer's Association. They convene and connect researchers across six continents to share the latest in dementia research. Learn more at alz.org slash any given moment.